0: The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network.
1: Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We're talking NFL Week 14, college football playoffs, and where will Shohei Otani land? All that's coming up on this episode of the Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all new edition of the sports stove podcast presented by righteous felon jerky stocking stuffers are the next thing on the calendar. And there it makes no greater stocking stuffer than the one and only Righteous Felon Jerky. The purest and greatest textured jerky in the world. Go to RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code STOVE15. That's S-T-O-V-E-1-5. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. Find yourself your next favorite flavor like bootleg and barbecue or soul survivor or foul Capone or whatever else you like. It's all there. So make sure you check it out and use that code STOVE15 at checkout at RighteousFelon.com. I'm your host, Vince Stover, joined by my dad, Dale Stover, as I am every Wednesday night. How you doing, Dad? Good, doing good. Like I said,
0: boy, exciting times going on here and um, been a great weekend in football for us. And so... Um but yeah a lot a lot of movement a lot of things going on um you know in the college game and just a, a a lot of areas there so busy busy time in sports.
1: It is of course we uh need to wish a happy birthday to my mother your wife um as it's her birthday today and I'm sure she's in the living room watching right now as we we're, we're doing this show but uh happy birthday to mom out there uh, talked to her earlier today. Uh, and, uh, sounds like she's doing well. So that's always good, of course, as well. Uh, but there is a lot going on in the sports world. We're going to start with major league baseball as the winter meetings have opened in Nashville, Tennessee, and a lot of things on the horizon. Juan Soto being traded to the Yankees looks like it's going to happen. Um, they're still working out the final details. Of course, they have not agreed on anything yet. And as we learned last year is it can sound like a deal is done and it may not be. So so we'll wait until that one gets done to talk more about that. Um, of course, there's other things happening. Uh, trades, free agent signings, Craig Kimbrell signed with the Orioles today. Some other smaller signings happened as well. Yadier Molina hired on with the Cardinals in the front office position, a special advisor uh, to the player personnel director, I think. Uh, something like that. So. He's back in St. Louis. And, uh, of course, all the talk, though, is Shohei Otani. I saw a report today that said the Cubs are all but out of the Shohei Otani running. So it looks like the Blue Jays, uh, the Dodgers uh, are the main main guys right now, the main teams that are in. Uh, other teams, of course, are still there uh, and working their way into trying to find their way into the Otani situation as well. Um, at the end of the day, I still think he ends up on the West coast, but we'll see Toronto. I mean, they've got some money to throw around too, and they might have enough to do it. Um, we, we talked a lot about Shohei at the end of last year on the fantasy baseball show. And, uh, I think, I think he ends up out in LA. Uh, but we'll see, see where all that shakes down to excited to see when that, and it's supposed to come this week. They're saying in the next couple of days, we're going to know where Shohei Otani is. Um, and, uh, I'm interested to see where, where, where he ends up at. Um, I just really think it's going to be out West dad, although Toronto, they've got a, a great international community. So maybe, maybe that makes some sense there also, but it just seems like this is the kind of player that's going to end up in a major market and LA. He already is out in LA, but maybe switching, switching colors, uh, to a different LA team just seems to make the most sense, uh, for what it looks like Shohei will do. Any thoughts on Shohei Otani and, and kind of the drama that is free agency.
0: No, I mean it's obviously a big thing to see where he goes. Did I hear correctly? Will he not pitch this year? Will he just um, will, will he just be a designated hitter because of his injury last year, or, or is that not that up in the air still?
1: I believe it's still technically up in the air. It's most likely that that's what it'll, at least for the first half of the season, if not further. Um, a high likelihood of him only being a DH this year, which is still worth its weight oh, <laughs> on yeah. whatever contract you give him. But yeah, I think I think that's probably the way that'll end up.
0: Gotcha. okay. Well, that'll be interesting to see. Do you think um, I know you'll get into this more a lot later if he is not pitching this year. would that affect his fantasy value
1: some? Uh, I mean, it will affect his fantasy value for sure. Um, he'll still be a top, you know, first round pick. Uh, but he he may not be the consensus number one pick in that case. Uh, just because I mean, he got all his points from pitching. I mean, he split it pretty evenly between pitching and hitting. So yeah, it, it'll definitely lose some value. But he's still going to be one of the top hitters in the right. game, and so he would still be a first round pick. And just by name, he'll probably still be the number one. In several people's eyes, I would probably drop them down maybe the two or three somewhere, maybe even four once it's all said and done. Okay. Yeah, there'll be other things, uh, fantasy baseball related. February will really get kicked on fantasy baseball, but, um, Mookie Betts is going to be the everyday second baseman in LA this year. Right. So yeah, I'm sure he'll still see some time in the outfield, but not, not very much at all. So, Plenty of baseball stuff coming around the bin. We'll keep you up to date on everything going on in the, uh, free agent market, uh, there for sure. Let's get into college football this week. The playoffs were announced and, uh, and no short of drama in this situation for sure as the, uh, well, before, well, let's get through this first, I guess I got other, other college football news, but, um, I mean, at the end of the day, Florida State, they deserve to be in the the playoffs. They were undefeated. They were a Power 5 conference champion. And it should not matter that their quarterback was injured. And it should not matter that they only beat Louisville by 10, 16 to 6. There is no – you will not be able to convince me that Florida State did not uh, deserve to be in the playoffs this year. They did everything that they could do to be there, a power five undefeated champ. You don't get left out unless the other four power five conference champs are undefeated. And that's not the way it worked this year. Texas and Alabama both make it in with one loss. Um, You know, I felt like Alabama beating Georgia, the number one team in the nation, even though Texas beat uh, Alabama earlier in the year, I felt like Alabama was the team that was going to be number four. I thought Florida State would be three when they came out and said Texas three, Alabama four, Florida State five. I was in maybe shocks, not the right word, because it's hard to be shocked by anything the NCAA does. But, um, man, I just I was heartbroken for Florida State. The players, I can't imagine what they're going through just knowing, man, we did everything we were supposed to do. And we still get left out uh, for, um, you know, Nick Saban. And a brand of Texas football that has been is on the rise, obviously, um, and I think deserving. I think I think Texas and Alabama were deserving to a degree, but not over Florida State. Um, so I, I, that one was was wild, and I just completely disagree with it as well. Um, your thoughts on the Final Four and the process that got us there?
0: Well, I'm I'm glad, of course, they're going to expand it next year. I've I've never really understood. <laughs> five power conferences and there's only four playoff spots that never, never really seemed like it was a fair thing. Anyhow um, you know, the way it come up this time, of course you and I talked a little bit about it the other day. Um, the sec was not going to get left out. I don't think right. that was going to happen. And then the fact that Texas had beat Alabama. Uh, that that probably complicated the thing a little bit, too. You know, Texas may be very deserving. I don't know. I was really surprised when I saw them in it. Then when I realized, well, they beat Alabama. Um, I was a little surprised that Georgia actually didn't get in it um, because, again, the way they played during the year or whatever. But, of course, they lost to Alabama. Uh that would have, of course, everything probably would have changed if Georgia had won the SEC championship. But um, there was a lot of good college football teams. And, you know, I think, um, you know, you've heard a lot of discussion. I'm sure you've heard it all. You know, did the NCAA do this just to convince everybody that, see, we need an expanded playoff, um, you know, yeah. for this to happen? You know, you, you really don't know what goes on there. Um Florida state was undefeated. So I w I wouldn't have had a problem if they were in it, honestly, to say t- for me to say, well, their quarterbacks hurt and that doesn't matter. I, I don't know about that. I mean, I, you, when you go to the playoffs, you have to look, are these teams going to be competitive and are they going to be as competitive without their starting quarterback? Um, again, I think maybe they proved they could be, um, so that would have been okay. But I, I think injuries have to play into that. I think when you get to 12 teams, that won't be the case because, again, you could put them in, and then if they can win, they can prove they can do it.
1: Man, I completely disagree with you. Um, the, why play the season? What's the point? Why did they even play the championship game? I mean, there was no reason to play if, the, if they're, they weren't going to have their quarterback which means they couldn't make the playoffs, there was no, there was no reason to play it. They, they could have just given it over to Louisville. They could have just forfeited the game. It wouldn't have mattered whatsoever. And that's really what ended up happening is we have said there was no reason to play the ACC championship game. Um, to, to say that because one guy is injured, that the other 22 guys that play, that the other 80 guys on the roster, 100 guys on the roster – that the coaching staff and that the university does not deserve to be in the playoffs because their quarterback is injured is absolute baloney. Now, it depends on how you look at it, right? If you look at it as the four best teams need to be in the playoffs or the four most deserving teams need to be in the playoffs. And I believe it should be the four most deserving teams, not the four best teams. Because if you're the best team, then you should be undefeated, uh, plain and simple. And (laughs) Alabama's not the best team. They're not undefeated. Texas is not the best team. They're not undefeated. Will they win the championship? Maybe. We'll see. Um, But at the end of the day, they don't deserve to be there as much as Florida State deserves to be there. And, I mean, had had their starting number one wide receiver been hurt, would have they made the playoffs versus the quarterback? Probably. Well, then it's not about an injured player. It's about the committee not wanting Florida State to be in for whatever reason. Or maybe it's about the committee wanting – Texas and Alabama to be in and dad we know this and you and I agree on this the sole factor in this decision is money and Alabama and Texas will bring in more money than Florida State will Um, I think that Florida State needs to up and leave the ACC I think that Clemson needs to leave the ACC I think North Carolina needs to leave the ACC there's no reason to be there there's no respect on the ACC and now they're going to be one of four power conferences And it won't matter because nobody's going to give them any respect either. And so at the end of the day, Dad, this should have been Michigan, Washington, Florida State, and Texas or Alabama. Uh, Either one you can throw in. Texas beat Alabama, so technically there you go. Um, I think that Alabama, again, not that Alabama's SEC champs, but that they beat the number one team in the nation, I think is what propels them in for me over Texas, even though Texas beat them earlier in the year. But then again, that makes me a hypocrite. Why do we even play the games? If you're going to win, you're going to beat them, then you should be over them, plain and simple as well. So um, I think it's all wrong. And I don't think it has anything to do with showing that we need an expansion because we're getting an expansion. They don't need to show it. Everybody thinks we need expansion. Um, so I don't think that's it either. I just think this is a um, a travesty uh, of college football and I uh, just that continued corruption that we see within the – Committees of the college football world. Um, you know, Georgia, there's no way Georgia could have made it in, by the way. After they lost the game, there was just no way for them to be in. Me and you talked about this earlier. You know, Texas beat Alabama, so you couldn't put Alabama in and not Texas. Alabama beat Georgia, so you couldn't put Georgia in and not Alabama. Um, Florida State was undefeated. That's got to mean something. They are at a Power 5 conference, so they weren't playing nobody's. Granted, the ACC isn't as strong as it has been in the past, but they're still good enough. And, man, it's got to count for something. And uh, Florida State deserves to be there. Would they have won round one? I have no idea. But that's why they play the games. That's why they won 13 of them this year, because they had the opportunity to do so. Um, and, And that should have been given to them in the playoffs. They will play Georgia in the bowl game. And if Georgia blows them out, then everyone's going to go, see, see, see. No, it's not going to matter. 13-0 and ACC champs. They should have been in the playoffs. No matter if it was going to be competitive or not, they earned that right. And uh, just because the quarterback wasn't going to be there doesn't mean the team didn't deserve to be there. So Florida and Georgia, Florida State and Georgia will face off on Saturday, December the 30th. Uh, Georgia is a 14-point favorite in the Capital One Orange Bowl um, coming up, uh, dad, Michigan is a slight favorite against Alabama. Last I saw was one and a half. Um, and then Texas is the favorite over Washington. Uh, I think four points is what I saw four and a half as well. Um, I was on a show Sunday and I said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all. If we're looking at Texas and Alabama in the championship, uh, of this one, I think Alabama beats Michigan. And I think, I, I have undermined Washington all season long, so why stop now? Uh, so I think Texas beats Washington. But obviously, all four of these teams are really good teams. And I think the playoffs will be good um, uh, even so. Uh, but h- how do you see? Well, we'll talk about those games as we get closer. So let's let's hold off on prediction time. Um, any other bowl matchups that really stood out to you, though, uh, when they those got announced?
0: No, I mean, I think Ohio State you know, has got a good game, so that's good there. And, um, of course, paid attention to see where Tennessee was going to be and where they were going to play. So th- there there will be some other good bowl games. But, like I said, I'm, I'm really excited for when they expand the playoffs and you've got these bowl games or playoff games. It's going to change things altogether. And the whole idea of being undefeated it's going to be a little bit of a different deal, too, because when you get in the playoffs, then you've got to win a couple games. So uh, I, I I think that'll be good. But um, these bowl games, you know, the, 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 uh, there'll be some good games to watch. So
1: uh, the group of five gets one team that always gets to play on New Year's Day. This year, it's the undefeated Liberty Flames. Um, and they're playing Oregon. <laughs> um, it kind of feels like Oregon's going to just kick the socks off of them doesn't it yes
0: yeah it sure looks that way when i saw that game i thought wow that 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 would be an interesting one but again i mean you know liberty will have a lot to play for and and um you know we'll see from there but yeah oregon you know oregon's a real power um but you know they've lost to to washington um Twice, and I I've, I have gotten to watch Washington a little bit, kind of interested in their quarterback because he was, you know, at Indiana. And uh, Washington's got a really good football team, so we'll see.
1: Yeah, interesting games, though. Arizona-Oklahoma will be a fun one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Missouri-Ohio State, I, again, I've been undermining Missouri all year, but they've proven to be good. And Ohio State has 25 players in the portal, so who knows what team they'll look like coming out. Um, and then Ole Miss, Penn State, other just, you know, high ranked matchups, things like that. That'll be fun. Um, outside of that, there weren't really any that stood out outside of the main ones to me, Troy and Duke's an interesting one. Uh, but again, Duke's quarterbacks go into the portal. So maybe that takes some fun out of that one. Also, um, you know, I don't know, and we'll see where it all goes. But uh, plenty of college football to talk about in the weeks weeks ahead. Let's transition over to uh, the NFL, Dad, and uh, let's start with last week. Uh, some interesting games went on last week. Uh, Thursday night was a barn burner. Cowboys ended up winning forty one to thirty five. Um, Chargers beat the Patriots six to nothing uh, in a battle where both coaches. Are look to be gone uh, when the season is done. Uh, so that was wild that the Chargers could only score six. Cardinals came out, showed up against the Steelers, 24 to 10. Colts and Titans went to overtime. Again, neither team is great or good, but the game itself was entertaining. Texans showed up to beat the Broncos. Lions beat the Saints. Carr gets hurt again. Um, Falcons dominated the Jets, 13 to 8. Talk about a boring game. Um, and, uh, Tim Boyle loses his job. He gets released this week. Um, and, uh, good old Zach Wilson back in the helm. We'll talk about that in a moment. Dolphins blow out the commanders bucks, hold off the Panthers 49ers. Dad just crushed the Eagles. Um, what does this mean for the upcoming playoffs? Uh, are the 49ers that much better than the Eagles or do they just get the better of them on this Sunday?
0: Well, I mean, it's hard to say. You can make a case that the 49ers are definitely the team. You know, early in the year, it looked like they were the class um, there. And, um, you know, they looked like it the way they handled, you know, the Eagles. The thing to remember about the 49ers now, it was true they had some injuries, but they did lose some games. So it's not like they can't be beaten. Of course, they, you know, made a big pickup at the trade deadline to help the defense. And um, when they've got everybody healthy, they've got lots of weapons. Um, So I I think they'll be the favorites going in if they continue to run through the rest of the season here. Um, Be interesting to see the Eagles have a big game this week. So can they rebound and, um, you know, we'll see how that goes with the Cowboys. So, um, I, the Eagles are still a very good team, no doubt about it, but, um, yeah, San Francisco definitely looked like the class, the way they played last week.
1: Well, and the Eagles, uh, picked up a linebacker this week, Shaq Leonard, formerly of the Colts, um, you know, had a great career as a Colt, hasn't done much this year. Um, but he's going to be in Philadelphia now. And the reports are today that, uh, Ndamukong Suh is making a return and probably signing with the Eagles as well. So they're going to add uh, to what they're doing. And, you know, we'll see see where it goes from there. And I think if they meet again, I don't think it'll be 42-19. to 19. I think it'll be a lot closer of a game. And maybe the 49ers still win. We'll get to that. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But um, nonetheless, it is what it is. Rams blew out the Browns. Uh, let's talk about the Bengals and Jaguars real quick. Uh, Bengals get the win with their backup quarterback. Uh, Jake Browning, um, over time, Trevor, of course, Trevor Lawrence goes down in this game as well. Uh, it's just it's a game the Jaguars shouldn't lose. And this is when I look at the playoffs and I think about, okay, can the Jaguars contend? These are the games I look at and go, my goodness, they're just supposed to be better than what they are. I mean, the Bengals play great. I don't, I don't mean to take anything away from them, but the Jaguars have to be better than this if if we're supposed to take them seriously.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, the Jaguars aren't consistent and definitely, you know, not Savage yourself as dominant. And, um, you know, if they lose their quarterback for a few games, which you would think they would, I, that'll have a real effect, even though he probably could be back for the playoffs.
1: Um, let's get to the Packers. We don't want to spend too much time on this because not most people that watch our show aren't Packers fans, but uh, the Packers beat the Chiefs, and sure, there was a questionable pass interference. No call, there was also a questionable roughing, uh, the bio this it wasn't technically roughing the passer, but personal foul call on the sideline where uh Patrick Mahomes was still both feet in bounds when he got hit. Uh, but nonetheless, Packers win, and I mean, <laughs> I don't see how you can't look at the Packers right now and think. Well, wait a second. Maybe they got something here. You know, obviously, they're not the best team in the NFC right now. But that being said, now we have been all on the Jordan Love train. We have supported, backed, and, and appreciate Jordan Love. Um, The defense has turned things around. They have looked really good in the past several weeks. And uh, the Packers just beat the Chiefs and sit in a spot right now, Dad, that I can't say, you know, four weeks ago, I expected them to be sitting in. And, uh, they're six and six tied with the Vikings, three games back from Detroit. Um, the wild card as it sits right now, um, they're right there in the wild card race. Um, so they are team number seven and, um, I mean, (laughs) they're where they need to be. So now they control their own destiny the rest of the way out. Um, again, I've said it, I said it last week, dad, if they make the playoffs, they're going to the Super Bowl. And people will just say Homer, but I'm telling you, uh, it's that kind of team this year. Uh, that being said, they beat the Chiefs. I know you stayed up and watched the whole game. Um, very encouraging for Packer fans.
0: Yes, the uh, the Packers definitely have have you know turned things around. Again, they're a young team, so you know they're, they're still going to make mistakes. Boy, are they? Um, but they they definitely. Um, the whole team has kind of turned things around. Special teams have played better. The offensive line has played better. And that's the key in a lot of ways with the offense because Jordan Love has obviously matured, has more confidence. And if he has time, um, you know, again, I think a lot of credit goes to the coach, Lafleur on this. Uh, But he knows how to call a game. There's no doubt about it. And um, yeah, they've got things going in the right direction. You know, all the talk I've heard this week is this will be a big game because it's a game they should win. And will young players be able to win those games? Um, you know, or are they going to get carried away with the two good teams that they've beaten the last two weeks? So, um, but yeah, very encouraged as far as Packer fans are concerned. I do think, you know, they they've got things going the right direction and, um, you know, they're a very young team, so they're, they're going to be good in the future. No doubt about it. Um, and, um, who knows, you know, who they could surprise, uh, this year, every game's a big game and every game, if they win a couple more, keep stacking it up, then, you know, they're going to get in a spot where. Um, you know, they'll have to be contended with no doubt about it. And, um, you know, um, the home crowd helps them. The weather helps them. They have two more home games out of the last five. Um, and that won't hurt them at all. So, but Jordan love, I think has proved that he can play quarterback. Is he going to be the next great Packer quarterback like the other three? I don't know, but he definitely can, you know, he, he, he he's a starting quarterback and a good starting quarterback and again you know Packer injuries are a big thing but they've lived through some injuries they've been winning these games without Aaron Jones um you know uh, J- Jair Alexander has not been playing um several things you know from there but if Jordan Love got hurt that would be a big deal uh, and hopefully that won't happen. But again, the offensive lines played well. So, um, yeah, we're very encouraged about the Packers. And the Packers are finally getting a little bit of a national um, attention. People are going to start to pay attention. You know, hey, are they winning or losing? And who are they playing?
1: Yeah. Um, he is the next great Packer quarterback. And uh, so we're all on all on board with that one. Uh, by the way, shout out to Coach McCarthy. Mike McCarthy, surgery for appendicitis. Um, should be back in time for the game. Let's get into our this week's games, dad. Uh, so we pick six games every week. We do the three primetime games and three random games. We hadn't talked yet this week about this. I only picked one Monday night game. Um, did you do both Monday night games?
0: Uh, no, I just did one also.
1: I All right, at we're on the same page then, so it works out just fine. Let's start with Thursday night. It is Pittsburgh Steelers versus the New England Patriots. Uh, Pittsburgh will host this game. Mitch Trubisky will be a quarterback. Uh, they are five-and-a-half-point favorites against New England this week. New England has been absolutely atrocious, but the Steelers are coming off one of their worst games of the season with a 24-10 loss to uh, the Cardinals. Um, but New England is so bad, Dad. It's at Pittsburgh. I went Pittsburgh five-and-a-half. Um, what about you? Yeah, the only thing that worried
0: me on this one was the five and a half because Pittsburgh's at home. Pittsburgh needs to win. They're still in the hunt right. for the playoffs. And like you said, New England's really not any good. And, you know, I like you always talk about, there's teams that don't want to win. It sure looks like maybe that's where New England is. So, um, yeah, I went with Pittsburgh. I'm not real confident on that one, but a five, I think they'll win. But I think they can cover five and a half, hopefully. They don't score a lot of points, so we'll see. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, and your picks have been on recently. You've caught up to me in the season total as well. So, um, you know, uh, that makes me feel a little bit better, I suppose. Sunday night, the Cowboys host Philadelphia. Philadelphia coming off the big loss. Um, Dallas, you know, this is a, a statement game for either team. Whoever wins this one, it's a statement game uh, for sure. And they almost lock up the division. Obviously, there's plenty of weeks left for things to fall apart. But these are the top two in the East. Uh, Dallas, three and a half point favorites at home this week against Philadelphia. You told me last time we talked on the phone that you learned your lesson to never pick the the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, which way did you go on this one?
0: Um, again, this, this should be a great game, um, to watch. No doubt about it. It is a statement game. Um, but I'll go with Philadelphia with three and a half. Um, you know, to be able to get, you know, within that I, in Philadelphia, if Philadelphia is going to be, um, you know, the power that, you know, people think they're going to be, then this would be a big statement game for them to win. Dallas has played awfully well in the same way. This would be a, this would be a big blow for them and a big blow to Philadelphia, I think, if Dallas wins, but they could, but I'll go with Philadelphia three and a half.
1: Had the Eagles beat the 49ers, I might have picked Dallas in this game. But coming off that loss, I think Philadelphia is going to be dialed in. Um, And then you talk about McCarthy being out with appendicitis. That's going to affect their their prep for the week as well. So I'm going to go Philadelphia. Also, three and a half point underdogs in Dallas uh, this week. Uh, Monday night, I'm assuming you picked the Packer Giants game.
0: At first, I picked the other one, but then I switched back. So, yes, I went ahead and took the, took the Packer game, uh, take them by six and a half. I think they, they should win by a touchdown at least. Um, so, again, I mean, if, you know, if, they're, if they really have improved and they can stay focused, they shouldn't have any trouble with this game. So, yes, I'll go with the Packers.
1: You know, the Giants are coming off the bye week, um, I believe, correct? Yeah, um, and you know they're still starting Tommy DeVito. Six and a half is 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 kind of high, especially for it being in New York. Green Bay's playing really well right now. I wanted to pick against them because that seems to be working for the Packers in their favor. But I went ahead and picked the Packers um, six and a half point favorites on the road. I admit I would have liked it better at five and a half, <laughs> or even yeah. four and a half. But uh, I'll take it at six and a half as well and go with the Packers. Um, All right. So now we got three random games throughout the week. Uh, I'll let you start game number four for you this week. Who'd you pick?
0: Well, I'm going to I don't think they're going to win the division, but I think they're going to stay competitive. So I'm going to stay with the Bengals. They're an underdog, uh, one and a half to Indianapolis, and they are at home against Cincinnati, or at Cincinnati. Um, you know, I like Indianapolis, too. I wouldn't be against them winning their division, but um, I'm going to stick with some. one. You know, I've been doing well on my picks, and it's been had a little bit, I think, to do with picking some underdogs. So I want to take a couple, and um, so I'm going to go with Cincinnati, the underdog, one and a half against Indianapolis.
1: That's a surprising pick, Dad. I did not pick this game. I did look at it, of course, and uh, definitely considered Indianapolis here. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't trust Indianapolis, so that's why I didn't pick them. I also don't trust Cincinnati, even though they came up with the big win. Um, You know, Indianapolis is a game back from Jacksonville. The Bengals are three games back from Baltimore. Um, I think it benefits both teams to lose. (laughs) But that being said, I would have gone Indianapolis had I picked this game. I did not. Um, yeah. So, so we'll move on from that one. Um, I'm just going to stick with Baker Mayfield, Dad. Uh, he's two and a half point underdog to Atlanta. You cannot convince me that Atlanta is going to do anything positive, um, with what they have going on right now. They need a quarterback. I think they need a new coach as well. Uh, Tampa, on the other hand, um, I mean, they, they need players too, but at the end of the day, I just, I like what they've got going on. So I'm going to go Tampa as two and a half point underdogs at uh, on the road to Atlanta this week. Any thoughts on that game?
0: Um, uh, no, I almost picked that one, but I knew you were probably going to pick it and you don't like to pick the same games I do. So, um, again, I think Tampa will win that, but you know, Atlanta, you, you still kind of don't know how that's going to go. So, um, um, I, I probably would have picked Tampa also, but I did not pick that game.
1: Statistically, very similar as far as points for points allowed. Um, they're both four and four in the conference. They're both two and four on the road. Um, Atlanta is four and two at home. So they've won a good majority of their home games. Um, and Tampa has lost their road games. But I don't know. I just I I can't pick Atlanta right now. I mean, they won last week barely. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing Atlanta so I'll go Tampa in that one uh game number five for you this week
0: all right I'm gonna go with the dog pound in December with a home game against the Florida team with a backup quarterback uh, again Cleveland stayed in the hunt here again I said I love their defense they're favored by two and a half over Jacksonville and with uh you know Lawrence being hurt um, I'm going to take Cleveland uh, in that one.
1: Now Lawrence hasn't been ruled out. Um, high ankle sprain is what what he was given, so there's a chance Lawrence is going to play this week. Uh, from everything that I'm seeing, so uh, I did not pick this game. <laughs> Cleveland's defense is very good. I've got them in fantasy, and I'm hoping they play well this week. But uh, at the end of the day, I wasn't. I'm not picking Cleveland against Jacksonville, but I'm also not picking Jacksonville at the moment against Cleveland. So I'm staying. I stayed as far away from that game as I possibly could. Uh, My fifth game dad is uh, a road favorite, another kind of big road favorite, Houston, six and a half points over the Jets. Going back to Zach Wilson, they should be more competent than they were under Tim Boyle. Uh, They are at home. That being said, um, I think Houston beats them by at least the touchdown. Houston is, is right there on the verge of playoffs. They are a game back from Jacksonville also, I just think Houston is the best team in the AFC South right now, Dad. Jacksonville should be, but they're not. Um, and actually, Jacksonville is great on the road, by the way. Uh, they are six 5-0 uh, and o on the road so far this season. Um, but anyways, Houston, I'm picking Houston 6.5 over the lowly Jets this week. Uh, thoughts on that game?
0: Yeah, well, uh, I I agree with you, and again, I'm sorry, but this was my sixth game that I picked, so okay. I did pick, I did pick this one because um, I feel very confident in picking against the Jets. I think they've been fine with that. Um, again, Zach Wilson coming back, it just gets going to be more of a mess there, no doubt about it. Uh, Houston has a lot to play for. Um, you know, they're on the road, but they've played well. Um, you know, they've really played well this year and got things going with CJ Stroud, and i I think Houston should win this. Um, you know, could we easily win this by a touchdown? So I picked Houston also.
1: Okay. um uh, my sixth game dad, uh, there's one team that I feel confident picking against almost every single week of the season. That's the Los Angeles Chargers. And well, they're playing Denver this week. Denver's a two and a half point underdog on the road, which doesn't mean much in la and uh, i mean denver's got the better record denver's got the better team denver's got the better coach Uh, at the end of the day i think denver wins this game so for me this was one of the easier picks of the week taking denver uh two and a half points underdog to the chargers this week um the chargers put up six points on the patriots i mean come on what an absolutely worthless nfl team right now the chargers are. And I don't think, I don't think Denver's great. Um, I don't think they're back. I don't think any of that, but I think they can beat the chargers. Um, so I go Denver, um, this week thoughts on, on Denver and the chargers.
0: Well, I understand how you feel about the chargers, but, um, I, I stayed away from this game cause I have no real confidence in Denver. Just when you think, you know, they're getting better and they're going to win. Um, you know, but like I said, the chargers, you can't bank on depending on them either. Um, they are at home, but like you said, when they're at home, that's not necessarily a big home game, um, crowd there. So I, I just stayed away from this game. And again, honestly, it's one I won't be real interested in. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm with you. The The other game I considered dad, uh, was Detroit and Chicago, um, Detroit three and a half point favorites, but the last time they played that division again, it's a division game, which so is the Denver-LA game. Um, a lot of games this week, actually, are division games. But I just, man, I do not believe in Detroit. And they should be better than the Char- the, the Bears. They should beat them by more than a field goal. Um, but I just don't trust Detroit right now, so I stayed away from them. I I mean, everything tells me Detroit's going to win that game. But, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Am I crazy to think that that the Bears have a shot in this game?
0: No, I looked at that one kind of long and hard too, but this game's at Chicago, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, again, you, you've you got the weather, you've got things. Um, again, Detroit shouldn't have any trouble with this, but again, being a division game, um, you know, I, I'm not interested in the Bears winning, but it was, um, yeah, I, I didn't feel like that was a real safe pick. So, again, you know, being in the weather and stuff and, and, um, We'll see. Detroit, if they're going to stay in the in spot they are, they're going to need to keep winning out. And, you know, if you look at their schedules, they got some games they could lose. And if they were to lose to the Bears, that would really throw them a little bit. But we'll see.
1: Uh, New Orleans is going to host Carolina. Carolina, the first team officially eliminated from the playoffs. Um, they do not have their own first-round pick. It goes to the Bears. Um, so the Bears inching closer and closer to the number one overall pick New Orleans I mean car with concussion rib injury good chance we're seeing Jameis Winston this week they're playing Carolina I I'm kind of on the Jameis Winston train dad kind of like I am with Baker Mayfield and he's a weird kid but uh, you know the dude knows how to play football so Carolina stinks Um, I mean, I didn't pick this game as part of our pick six, but I think new Orleans wins this game pretty easily in my opinion.
0: That they should new Orleans, when it comes to picking games, new Orleans is just a real mystery. You just never know who's going to show up on that one, but, um, yeah, they, they should be Carolina. And again, that division, you know, everybody's fighting for it. there with Tampa, new Orleans, Atlanta. So, um, you know they've got to see who can get six or seven wins and win the division. So we'll, we'll see.
1: <laughs> well, Atlanta's already got six, so so they they should they should make it to at least eight um, to win the division. Hopefully, they, may, they uh, might
0: Baltimore, be locked up. So
1: yeah, yeah. Baltimore hosts the Rams. uh, Seven and a half was too much for me yes. to to pick this one. I do think Baltimore's the better team. I think Baltimore wins this game. I'm just not sure they win it by seven and a half. So. um, Thoughts on uh, on on that game, Baltimore and the Rams?
0: Like you said, Baltimore should win. Um, the Rams, some people think they're making a little bit of a move and could stay in the hunt here for the playoffs. Um, they probably, you know, beating Baltimore would be something that would help them, but Baltimore can kind of take control of their division here if they can win a couple. And so you would think they'd be ready to play.
1: Yeah, if the Rams beat Baltimore, I'll believe in the Rams. I don't currently, um, but I will if they beat Baltimore. Uh, let's see here. We already talked about Indianapolis and Cincinnati, Cleveland, Jacksonville, Detroit, Chicago, San Fran, and Seattle. San Fran's a 10.5-point favorite in this game. I I almost picked Seattle, Dad. I don't think Seattle wins this game, but just like Thursday night, I think they could keep it closer than most people anticipate. Being
0: a division game, they could, they could. But again, I think San Francisco, you know, will win this. I think they have things going. And Seattle's, Seattle's in a real problem here. with making the playoffs. You know, a few weeks ago, we were talking about, they might, when San Francisco was in their losing streak, we were saying, well, Seattle might could win the division. Now they're going to, they're going to have a real hard time making the playoffs. Unless they, you know, yeah. upset a couple of people. And I, I don't think they'll upset San Francisco.
1: Yeah, I agree uh minnesota uh, is two and a half point favorites on the road in las vegas i didn't i looked at this game day i thought oh two and a half that's a good number i should pick it i didn't know which way to go i mean i, I love joshua dobbs uh, but, but the vikings have not looked good the raiders obviously not good either um i don't know if i had to pick one i'd probably pick minnesota but i have no idea how this game goes
0: Yeah, same way. If I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Minnesota. Um, But, you know, when I looked at the records, you know, the Raiders have won a few games. Again, they're not a good team at all, but I'm not so sure how good Minnesota is either. They kind of got, you know, rejuvenated when they got Dobbs, but Dobbs surely didn't look good the last time out. So, um, you know, we'll see how that goes. They're going to get Jefferson back at some point. I don't think he's back this week, though, is he?
1: Uh, right now he's listed as questionable, um, so I'm not sure I'm not sure what this what the week okay. holds for him. He'll help when, if if and when he does play, he would definitely help. uh Philadelphia and Dallas is, is lined up to be one of the best games this week but Kansas City and Buffalo should be right there also Kansas City a two and a half point favorite at home. I keep waiting for Buffalo to wake up Dad, but this might be their last chance to do so. I'll pick Buffalo. Um, but that's kind of just out of a hope that they start playing well because they're too good of a roster to to have the record that they have at six and six. And uh man, if they beat Kansas City, it'll put the whole AFC into a tailspin.
0: Yeah, it will, but I, I think, you know, again, I mean, I like Buffalo and they need to win, but Kansas City, you know, after the game with the Packers, I think will rebound and um to be this will be a tough one for Buffalo to win.
1: Okay. Uh, Miami and Tennessee, they, it's the second Monday night game. Uh, this one will air only on ESPN. Green Bay and the Giants will be on ABC also. Uh, Miami's 13 and a half point favorites at home. Tennessee again, not a great team uh, for sure. Miami's been able to put points on guys. I just I can't do 13 and a half. So that's why I didn't want to pick this game. Um, but I think Miami wins it. I, 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 maybe they blow them out again. Uh, Or maybe Tennessee gets the Mike Vrabel team and they show up and, and, you know, slow the game down, bruise them a little bit with Derrick Henry and keep it somewhat close. I'm not sure, but I do think Miami wins the game.
0: Yes, I think Miami will. I, I at first I picked that game for my Monday night game, but 13 and a half you know, the Titans do strange things. And I thought, nah, we won't take a chance on that because I think the Packers are a little better. But Miami's a very good team. I think they're going to be one of the, you know, teams to reckon with in the AFC in the playoffs. Alicia sure looks that way now. And uh, the Titans, I mean, you know, um, Titans are going to get a good draft pick again, more than likely. Well, that's
1: it for this week's slate of games. Uh, there's plenty of plenty at uh, at hand this week. Uh, Miami three games up in their division. Baltimore two games up. Um, Jacksonville's a uh, one game up. Philadelphia's one game up. Detroit three games up. San uh, Atlanta one game up. Excuse me. San Francisco three games up. So plenty still at stake in the race. This is also the final. Uh, regular season fantasy football matchup this week heading into the playoffs as well so there's a lot on the line for a whole lot of people uh, dad any closing thoughts before we uh, close down the program today
0: um, no like I said just a lot of stuff you know a lot of stuff going on and sports all the way around one thing that's garnered a lot of interest has been ladies basketball, Uh, of course, a lot of it with Caitlin Clark, and they have a big game tonight, and it's a close game um, right now. And, um, you know, being from Tennessee, um, that's a big, big area for girls basketball and a big game in that area tonight, MTSU, Middle Tennessee State's playing Tennessee, neutral site in Huntsville, Alabama, and MTSU's winning right now. So that'd be a big win for them. So but you know, it's been kind of interesting. Girls college basketball. I don't watch the WNBA at all, but um the college game seems real interesting. And I know you keep up with EKU and you've gone to some girls' games there. So um anyhow a lot going on in sports. Of course you got the baseball meetings. Um there is a sport that they play on ice called hockey that I know you don't keep up with a lot and a lot going on there also. So we will see.
1: Yeah, we will see. Um, There's two different scores on ESPN right now for Iowa, Iowa State. One of it has a 39 seconds left. The other one has 249 left. So I'm assuming the 39 seconds is correct. Iowa will win that game. Um, uh, Yeah, that's correct. So Iowa will win that game. And you're right, Tennessee currently trailing by four to MTSU. EKU women beat um, uh, Miami of Ohio today. I mean, absolutely walloped them in an afternoon game. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're doing great, and uh, huge fans. You can catch more EKU women's basketball information on Monday nights on the Sports Stove Local Hour, along with the men's basketball as well. We had a uh, football season recap for EKU. Had two players join, myself and Ryan Jackson, and uh, we talked through the season, a lot of fun there. Um, and, uh, and we'll be talking transfer portal stuff and things like that As well on the program, Monday night, Sports Stove local hour. Of course, every Wednesday night, the original Sports Stove podcast right here with myself and my dad. Um, I want to thank Righteous Felon for their support of the program. And encourage you to go to RighteousFelon.com. Get yourself some jerky or buy jerky for your loved ones. Use that promo code STOVE15. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. And you will not regret it. Follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove for more information. And we should give a shout out as well to the Belly Up Sports Network and Belly Up Media. Um, and Mike and Blaine and the guys over there, they also uh, were a part of the Belly Up Network and uh, and I've always appreciated their support of the program also. So you go to bellyupsports.com and get you some articles going on over there in the NBA uh, fantasy uh, you know, football stuff, college football stuff, all kinds of stuff going on right now over there at bellyupsports.com. All right. Thanks for tuning in on this, uh, my mom's birthday edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. Uh, We'll be back next Wednesday with more sports just for you. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.